Greeny with Mike Greenberg, the podcast. Back and better than ever, Greeny presented by Progressive Insurance. Plenty of football discussion to be had today, that's for sure. The NBA season's around the corner, we'll get to that too. But first things first, two words are the only place to start. All rise. Here we go. Only one place to start. High fly ball. Deep left. There it goes. Sailing into history. He's done it. He has done it. 62. Aaron Judge is the American League single season home run leader. The AL King. Case closed. Michael K., the call on Yes Network, and our one place to start is brought to you by ZipRecruiter. Try ZipRecruiter for free at ZipRecruiter.com slash Greeny. ZipRecruiter, the smartest way to hire. The only way to describe what we saw last night with the assembled members of the hashtag crew around us today, Hembo, Bubba, Nuno, is I was there in 98. And by there, I mean I was covering sports already in 98. I already worked at ESPN in 98, and I have spoken many times on these airwaves, and I'm getting ready to write a chapter in our forthcoming book about it, that in all my life, being a sports fan, there is nothing in the world that has changed more than the way it looks when you see video of Mark McGuire and Sammy Sosa in 1998. While that was happening, you thought to yourself, this is the greatest thing I've ever seen. And when you see the video of it now, boy, it feels like something entirely different, doesn't it? And the thing that always kind of bothered me the most about it once we learned the truth, and again, I'm one who would vote if I had one for Bonds and McGuire and Sosa for the Hall of Fame. But the thing that has always bothered me the most is that I thought those images felt so important. They felt so special. It felt like something so incredibly monumental was taking place. And that because of them now, nothing like that would ever happen again. We would never have the feeling that we had that people must have had in 1961, and I'm not old enough to remember it, and any other time that people got this kind of close to this kind of mark, and then the way we felt in 98. And then Aaron Judge came along, and he did this. And he has authored not only the best offensive season in baseball history, I'll let Buster and Hembo and people like that who dive into these numbers for a living tell you why that's true. I take their word for it. And not because he might win the Triple Crown, and not because he will probably win the MVP, and not because he either will or won't lead the Yankees to a World Series championship, and then he either will or won't leave the Yankees immediately afterward. Those are all stories, and we'll talk about all of them today. But most importantly, what I'm grateful for as a lifelong fan of the sport is that I got to feel that way again. I was watching when it happened last night. I was here in the afternoon. So the Yankees played a doubleheader, day-night doubleheader yesterday in Texas. And I was here in the building. We had, uh, it's not important what it was. It was like a corporate thing that I was here for in the afternoon. And we we literally kept stopping what we were doing anytime Judge came up. And we were all hoping that we would see it. And it never happened. And I remember having a, remember, it was yesterday. I had a conversation with someone in which they said, do you think he's going to do it? And I said, I'm sort of resigned to the fact that he's not. Like, this thing is almost over. It took so long. I I guess it's just not meant to be. And then it was. And it was awesome in any language. Vuelve. Swing. Ahí va el batazo. Profundo por el izquierdo. A la pared, el jardinero. Olvídala. Eso se va. Se va. Se fue. Ahí está. 
sazón que tenemos un nuevo rey del jorrón, Aaron Judge, el juez culpable en la misma primera entrada, voló la cerca por el jardín izquierdo, Aaron Judge deja atrás a Babe Ruth y ahora deja atrás a Roger Maris, el rey de los, de los jorrones de los Yankees, es Aaron Judge, llegó el 62 y los Yankees están adelante, 1 por 0, Aaron Judge, el record es tuyo. The call on WADO, it's, you know, it's history, and for those of us who place a disproportionate significance on sports, it is a magical moment, it is a moment you will remember for the rest of your life, and it felt real and it felt like it mattered and somehow it made everything that has happened before it feel a little bit more okay somehow everything is a little more all right because Aaron Judge did that this year and last night that's what I think let's find out what the rest of the crew here thinks Hembo I don't know anyone who cares more about anything than you care about baseball you're a lot younger than I am what was your overriding reaction to judge last night 73 is the record but 62 is now the standard that is how i would describe what we saw last night and how we will look back on this season for aaron judge and i think the enormity of the number 62 cannot possibly be overstated it has quite literally never been done by any player in the history of baseball that was not juiced out of their mind And even though Bonds and McGuire and Sosa all had several 60 home run seasons in total, six to be exact, I don't believe that those guys doing so diminishes anything that we saw this year. In fact, like I've said before, it is my opinion that it amplifies what Aaron Judge has done because it is such a rare occurrence. It is nearly impossible in the scope of baseball history to hit 60 home runs in a season. This guy's now got 62 of them. Count them 62, and it took the largest position player in the history of baseball to do it, presumptively clean, of course. And so you ask baseball fans today and until the end of time, who is the all-time single-season home run record holder? I think more often than not, the answer to that question is going to be Aaron Judge. And I think literally the answer can be that in part. This is Greeny presented by Progressive Insurance. Progressive offers a great price and round-the-clock protection when bundling home and auto. It's one of those rare times where you could save money and get something great. Bundle today at Progressive.com. I've told you that Rob Manfred is coming here tomorrow. I know we're going to have him on the TV show. I don't know if we'll have him on radio or not yet. I'll I'll talk to some people over at MLB later today. Um, But we have made a suggestion on this show and Bob Costas is with us on it, and that strengthens my resolve. And I do not think it is, it is beyond the pale to suggest that Judge's record, or Judge's number, his mark, whatever it was, whether it's 62 or if he hits another one today, that it could be in the record book as a record and without defaming, ignoring, or otherwise discrediting Barry Bonds. Barry Bonds hit 73 home runs in a season. We cannot pretend it didn't happen. But for those of you who don't listen every day, I will restate my case. In the pro football record book, the all-time single-season rushing record is held by Eric Dickerson. He ran, I believe it's 2105. Is that right? He ran for 2,105 yards in a season. He played 16 games that season. I don't think it is reasonable to compare the accomplishment of running for that many yards in a 16-game season 
to what it would have taken to do it in a 14-game season or a 12-game season, which they used to play. So I absolutely think there's room in the record book to say this was the record in a 12-game season. It was Jim Brown, it was whatever it was, and that's the record. And then you go to a 14-game season, and it was O.J. Simpson, and that's the record. And now it's a 16-game season, and that's Eric Dickerson, and that's the record. And now in a 17-game season, if someone breaks it, you make that delineation. And they all live in the record book, and you give context to the record. It's not really fair to Jim Brown to say Eric Dickerson has the single-season mark. If Jim Brown played in a 16-game season, he would have run for a lot more yards. And in the same way, if there had been the kind of strict steroid testing that there is in the sport now, I think it is reasonable to say Mark McGuire, Sammy Sosa, and Barry Bonds would not have hit the number of home runs they did. And the reason I say that is because no one ever did. In 150 years of the sport, no one else ever did. So either those four seasons, in which it happened six times, are the single greatest outlier of all time, and it's just purely coincidental, or they really aren't the same as everything else. So you could just put a new record in there, leave Bonds in, and then say, and here's the record after baseball instituted drug testing. And what year was that, 05? 05. And now the record is 62. And let people chase that. I don't think it's an unreasonable idea. And I'm going to bring it up with the commissioner if I can. And let's see what he says. Of course, he can't do that. Well, maybe he could do it unilaterally. I don't know. I don't assume he would do that unilaterally. I assume he would go out and get the opinions of a lot of other people who matter. And here's one opinion that says they should. But in terms of the power that Rob Manfred has, let's remind people that next year, baseball is going to have a pitch clock. It's going to have shift limits. And it's going to have bigger bases. So if anyone is equipped or empowered to make fundamental decisions about the game, it would be Rob Manfred. I'm sure he would consult other people. But to suggest that he can't do it is obviously categorically untrue. And I wonder, generally speaking, if baseball fans at large want this to happen the way that Roger Maris' own son wants this to happen. I think it's a very reasonable question to ask the commissioner tomorrow. Yeah. So hopefully we'll get the chance to do that and, and we'll see where that leads. Um, but it's, you know, it's a magic moment. I I keep wanting to refer to it as a record. I guess it is the American league record, but I don't even know what the American league record is for a lot of other things (laughs) (laughs) when the record is actually held by someone who played in the national league. I mean, again, the fact that Barry Bonds, Mark McGuire and Sammy Sosa all played in the national league is just a coincidence. The fact that they all hit more than 62 home runs six times in a four-year span is not a coincidence. The fact that they did it while playing for the Cardinals, Giants, and Cubs is. I'm old enough to remember. In fact, I was there when it happened. Sammy Sosa was traded for George Bell. He was traded from the White Sox to the Cubs. It was an intra-city or inter-city, whatever that is, trade. They just shifted sides of town. If that had never happened and he had done that for the White Sox, this wouldn't be the American League record. Then what would the conversation be? I think we'd still like to have the... Do you think there would have been... It's actually a pretty good question. Hmm. Would there have been less fanfare and hullabaloo surrounding what Judge has been doing this last month if one of the three guys had done it in the American League? I don't think there would have been any less hullabaloo, but I do think it would have put 
the announcers and commentators in a bind, if you listen to all the play-by-play calls here, 60, 61, 62, they're referring in their play-by-play calls to the American League record. It is merely convenient. It's merely convenient. But I will say this. I think Aaron Boone should, should sit Aaron Judge today, and I'll tell you why. Because right now, you look up and down the home run leaderboard. 62, which is where Aaron Judge is today, he is there by himself. He is the only person in the history of baseball to date that has exactly 62 home runs. But Sosa had 63 and 99. He hit 64 and 01. McGuire hit 65 and 99, and so on and so forth. I don't want him sharing that number with anyone else. To me, I want 62 to be his number, like Maris has 61, like Ruth has 60. So <laughs> if I were filling out that lineup card today, that would most definitely be a consideration of mine. That's, I hadn't thought of that. He, for whatever it's worth, he could still theoretically win the triple crown. He needs three hits, and he needs Luis Arise to go 0 for 4. Both of those things probably wouldn't happen, but they're not impossible. Uh, winning the Triple Crown would be nice. It would obviously be gravy on a 62-home run season. So there are a million directions this is going to go. So tomorrow, when you read this uh, highlight on Get Up, uh, when we you know, do a full screen, are you going to say, Let me Aaron just say J- this. If he didn't play, we won't be doing the highlight. <laughs> Fair enough. But are you going to say he's tied Sammy Sosa for the sixth most home runs in Major League history? Come on. I hate that. I just hate everything about that. that, I mean, that will sound ridiculous. You know, I mean, just think about that. Oh, there it goes. It is high. It is far. It is tied for the sixth most home runs any player has ever hit. It it doesn't have quite the same ring to it. I I wouldn't need to hear the call in Spanish. I'll tell you that. You know, there are so many podcasts out right now. It takes a team of people to bring them together. So whether you're hiring for a podcast or for your growing business, one place makes it easier, and that place is ZipRecruiter. And right now you can try it for free at ZipRecruiter.com slash Greeny. You're going to hear from Roger Maris Jr. You're going to hear about the guy who caught the ball. You're going to hear from the rest of the members of the Hashtag Crew and a whole lot more as we roll on on this day after history on ESPN Radio. Greeny, the podcast. For the ones who get it done, Granger offers high-quality supplies and solutions for every industry, as well as access to product specialists who have the knowledge and experience to answer your toughest questions. Plus, their commitment to being your safety partner can help you keep your facility safe and your people safer. Call clickgranger.com or just stop by. We all know breakfast is an important part of your day, but sometimes when you're traveling for business, you end up staying at a hotel that doesn't offer any. You know what happens? You grab a cup of coffee and skip the meal entirely. We've all been there. But if you book a room at La Quinta by Wyndham, you can enjoy their free bright side breakfast featuring delicious baked goods, fruit, eggs, yogurt, and waffles. And really, who doesn't want to start their day with a fresh, hot waffle? Tonight, La Quinta, tomorrow you shine. Book direct at LQ.com. Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. Aaron Judge is the American League single season home run leader. It's one of the best seasons I know that I've ever seen. Have my name next to you know someone as great as Roger Maris, Babe Ruth, those guys is incredible. Well, it's extraordinary history yesterday, and we opened up by talking about it here, and there were just so many angles 
on it that make it fascinating in so many different ways. And again, to hear Michael Kay, and it's the right call. And Michael Kay is saying it right. He is the American League home run leader. It certainly would sound different if he was saying Aaron Judge is the new home run king, mm. which it, it, he's right in not saying it. It's an, it, it would be an inappropriate sentiment to state because, A, it wouldn't be factually accurate, and, B, it would, it, it would just turn what is meant to be the description of a moment into sort of a statement, which is not his job to make in that moment. So to be clear, but yes, you said it a moment ago, if he hits a 63rd home run today, um, then all of a sudden the the appropriate call would be, and he is now tied for the sixth most home runs ever hit in a season, and that would just sound awful. By the way, I've just been told, Nuno, you told me this is worth hearing. Yes, Mad Dog? Yes, it's... Uh... Let's just say he's being Mad Dog. All right, so so Chris Russo is on with Stephen A. on first take, as he always is. And I guess Stephen A. said, Barry Bonds is the home run champ, to which Mad Dog responded. He cheated! Oh, whatever. oh come whatever. on, he took whatever. the step runs forever. Whatever. His head expanded. Yeah, I agree. He is used 24 it, home it, runs uh, more than he ever hit a, in that one year. True. McGuire picked up the phone and cried his eyes out because, to Maris's mother. And, 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 uh, wife, hey, I'm sorry oh, I please. cheated after he but, took everybody's hands. <laughs> you're nuts. You're crazy. This man is the home run kid. Judge hit the 62. Oh, but I mean, that's just so good. I mean, thank goodness that he was in today. Like, what a perfect day. And he's a Giants fan, too. Yeah, for Mad Dog to be here. That's exactly right. I mean, no one celebrated more when the Giants won their World Series, the World Series that they won, than Chris did. And, and, and yet he's a baseball fan who understands. And look, I don't want to go there. I, I don't want to do the whole Barry Bonds shouldn't count. In the context of what he was doing, in the context of the time, I understand what happened, and we can't pretend it didn't. So again, I think we just need to separate the past from the present, the history from the future. And I think there is a reasonable way to do it (laughs) without yelling and screaming (laughs) the way Chris Russo just did. Uh, Roger Maris Jr. on Twitter last night after it happened. And you can sort of see him progressively get bolder and angrier as he continued tweeting. I don't want to suggest that maybe he was having a beer or a 10 as the night went on. But uh, look, I mean, this has got to be an incredibly emotional thing for Roger Maris Jr. I mean, your dad has held this record your entire life. And now here it was it was taken away in the extraordinarily strange manner that it was and everything that has happened and people debating about it and everything else. And they have embraced him and he has embraced them so beautifully during this. So Maris Jr.'s first tweet was, congratulations to Aaron Judge and his family on Aaron's historic home run number 62. It has definitely been a baseball season to remember. You are all class and someone who should be revered. For the majority of the fans, we can now celebrate a new, clean, home-run king. There's some capital letters in there along the way. Generally, it's pretty reasonable. Like, that was not a huge... um, He didn't go crazy on it. By the end of the night, he was tweeting, Aaron Judge is the new, clean, home-run king. All the young kids who watched Aaron Judge set the single-season record for home runs, you finally have someone to revere. No more trying to explain to you how someone could possibly hit 73 home runs. So as the night went on, (laughs) Roger Maris Jr. got a little more intense. But I understand why he would be so emotionally charged by this, because if you were in his shoes or the shoes of any family member of the Maris family— Let's just say it. You were 
you were hoodwinked. You were embarrassed. There's, you can easily YouTube it. Go to YouTube and watch Mark McGuire break the record and go into the stands to embrace his family. Mark McGuire looks like a bodyguard. He's a, he's weighing, he probably weighs close to 300 pounds at that point, and it's all muscle. It looks ridiculous now. And so, look, obviously, I don't necessarily entirely agree with Maris's sentiment here, but if anyone has the right to say any of these things, it's Roger Maris Jr. I'm with that. Let me hear from Nuno. Uh, who also has a right to say something here, and you're also a Yankee fan, and uh, all the different things that come into this. I've not heard from you this morning. What was your immediate reaction when 62 sailed over the fence? I'm glad he got to it, right? Because there is a section of degenerates are just horrible people that would have, I think, been would have taken joy in the fact that he didn't get to that number. I'm glad he got to it. Now he can try to get some rest, be focused, and actually hit in the during the playoffs because he has struggled in the playoffs. So, Aaron Judge, as great as your year you've had, I need to see the production in the playoffs. Um, but like my biggest thing is there's so many people poo pooing the fact that he did this, and like that's what's driving me crazy. Who who is poo pooing? I, I think it's just in general. You see a lot of it on Twitter no, who and a lot. Like I seen guys like you know NFL writers being like, oh, so if Jonathan Taylor breaks the AFC record in Russian. Do we now say congratulations to Jonathan Taylor as the, you know, AFC Russian leader? You know, things of that nature. Enjoy the moment. I think that's what we need to do. And that's what, like, just enjoy the fact that he got to 62. It's not the record because 73 is in the record book. And by the way, it'll always be there because unless MLB is going to come out and say, hey, we knew everyone was cheating, we prospered off this, and we're now, you know, we admit our faults, and we're taking everything out of the record book. Unless they do that, they're not going to do that. 73 is the record. Let's just enjoy this. Yeah, I, I'd like to see the poo-poo. Like, who is it that is poo-pooing? I, I, I would be... Like, find me some examples of poo-poo, and I will read them on the air. I don't know how you poo-poo this. Uh, this is an extraordinary accomplishment. You can poo-poo the bigger picture of what happened 20 years ago, but I don't know how you try and downplay what Aaron Judge just I did. I mean, let's be honest. If, Nuno, if Nuno wasn't a Yankees fan, he'd be the first one in line to be poo-pooing it. Nuno, be honest. If you were not a fan of the Yankees, if Aaron Judge did this in a Met uniform, would you poo-poo? No, because it is history. It's right. I still remember, because I'm old enough, what that home run chase did to the game and what it did, you know, as a that it was a must watch TV. Right. And I so I would not. We want to see history. No, or you should want to see history no matter who you root for. Bubba, do you poo poo? No, definitely not. I mean, like I've said all along, I, I to me. The record is still the record, so I'm not saying he's the, the record holder, but I, I would say kind of similar to what Hembo said earlier, I think this is the most impressive feat so far if you factor in all the things that happened. I mean, A, doing it in a contract year, what happened with this whole contract, that was unbelievable. Literally carrying the Yankees, and at a time basically carrying them to the playoffs, they were you know having so many issues throughout the year, batting leadoff, moving around in the lineup, I think just – Everything Aaron Judge did this year, doing it in New York with the media and everything now, which is so much different than what it used to be in the years past when when Maris and Ruth did it. So I, I just think what he did this year is, while it's not the record, it is the most impressive home run feat in baseball history. You can be a part of Greeny Nation on the Dr. Pepper call-in line, ESPN Nation presented 
By Dr. Pepper, it ain't college football season without the delicious taste of an ice-cold Dr. Pepper, the one that fans deserve. What, what did, you just looked at me like you had something. Well, one of the potential poo-pooings happened on Twitter last night. Our good friend Jeff Passan, tell me if this categorizes as such. He tweeted, Aaron Judge's 62 home runs is a remarkable achievement. Barry Bonds' 73 home runs is the record. There is nothing else to discuss. Agree, disagree? No, I, th- I strongly disagree. I mean, I, I think there's no... I don't think that's poo-pooing. That's taking a position on something to which he is certainly entitled. And here's what I'll say about Jeff. A, he loves the sport. So he's not trying to diminish this for any uh, self-serving reason. He's, he's not trying to bring down baseball. The way I interpret poo-pooing would be if someone is trying to say – well, so, so, I've seen like to tweet, attack baseball for this. Or, no, but I've seen tweets like, "Oh, congratulations to Aaron Judge! You've hit the seventh, uh, you know, all, uh, seventh most home runs in a season." Like that type of stuff, like right. the, you know, and from people within the media doing that. And I was like, you know, it's kind of classless. Yeah, I, I, th- that's that's a level of trolling that one would expect from Twitter trolls. Like at, at this point, you can't pay any attention to things that just get tweeted because anything will get tweeted. People will say anything on social media. But if, if like credible people take that position, um, I would, I would describe that as poo pooing. And I, I would agree. I, I would certainly, I would find that a really inappropriate and, and very hard for me to understand sentiment. Like you don't have to hate baseball to love football. You know, one of the things that bothers me the most, look, I've been a sports announcer long enough that I've seen the transitions and the rising and the falling, the ebbing and the flowing of the different sports. I remember when Sports Illustrated had a cover that the NHL was going to supplant basketball, you know, in terms of the popularity of the sport. And then now those things switched and baseball was more popular and then football became more popular. You don't have to hate one to love the other. I don't know what my favorite sport. I think my favorite sport is golf. I hate what's happening to the sport of golf right now. But I love football and I love basketball and I, I, I would never poo-poo what a baseball player or anyone in any other sport did. What Aaron Judge did was this season has been extraordinary and to diminish it in any way, whether you want to call it the record or not, to diminish it in any way says much more about you than it says about him. I do wonder too, I almost feel oddly enough this sort of sense of closure this morning in some sense it's almost as if Aaron Judge has sanitized the record book because we had this we had a steroid era let's call it what it was from 1986 to 2005 Major League Baseball didn't test anyone for anything there were rules against using performance enhancing drugs but obviously no consequences and that's when all these records went down and since then no one has really come close to doing anything like what Aaron Judge did Stanton had one year in Miami he hit 59 I believe of course that was in the National League but in a weird way, I almost feel like Aaron Judge kind of closes the book on all this. And I guess in some sense sanitized this stuff for me, whereas ever since 2001, those numbers have sort of stood out in bold face. And to see a player, a clean player, approach those numbers and be at the very top of the home run list with the number 62 is just a really cool, refreshing thing as someone who looks at that list constantly. So it, it might be that we could say that this really does put some closure to the steroid era. 
Like it is now really officially over in its <laughs> own way. Um, or maybe we could say that it opens up that can of worms again and baseball has to deal with it. I guess you could look at that in either direction that you wanted. You know, there are so many podcasts out right now. It takes a team of people to bring them together. Whether you're hiring for a podcast or for your growing business, one place makes it easy, ZipRecruiter. And now you can try it for free at ZipRecruiter.com slash Greeny. All right, let's do this. Life is a series of choices. Who you got? Make a decision. Say it! Say it! All right, I'll say it. Who you got? We always finish up the Friday shows with this fun segment that we do called Who You Got, where Bubba puts together a bunch of fun questions. And I like them. And I thought to myself uh, over the weekend, I don't want this just to be at the end of the show on Fridays. So we're going to do a little mini version of it. One fun question from Bubba every single day on the program here. And it is time for today's Who You Got. Bubba, floor is yours. All right. 28 years ago today, in an effort to increase scoring, the NBA moved back to three-point line to 22 feet all the way around instead of the maximum 23 feet 9 inches. This lasted for three years. Then they returned to the previous three-point line. So the question is, do you have a rule change in mind for any sport right now to fix the game? Who you got? That is a terrific question. Here's the problem with it. I didn't know it was coming. This is going to require a great deal of thought and consideration. One rule change you'd like to see. I mean, generally, I think basketball has too many threes. So if we're going to look in that sport, that I would be thinking something along those lines. Baseball is making a lot of the changes that I wanted to see made. I love the pitch clock. The shift, I'm sort of agnostic on one way or the other. Uh, Have you got one, Bubs? Have you got an answer for your own question? Is this something you're thinking of? Not really, no. I mean, yeah, the same thing. Baseball, I kind of like what they're already doing, so I don't have one in mind. let Let me pause on this thought. We'll come back. I'll take the break to think it through. We'll come back with some answers. We also got to get to the guy who caught the ball. We also got to get to something that's going to happen in the NFL this weekend that hasn't happened in 101 years. Greeny, the podcast. This podcast is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit-style pizza. Why? It's simple. Jets is better. With the thickest, crispiest, cheesiest Detroit-style pizza in the country, there's no competition. Right now, get $5 off any eight-corner pizza with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Go to jetspizza.com to learn more and find a location near you. Again, try Jets' signature eight-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Jets Pizza. Better because it has to be. Greeny presented by Progressive Insurance. For a job you'll love, visit Progressive.com slash careers. Buster Olney will join me live in 15 minutes, otherwise known as right off the top of the next hour, with his perspective on Aaron Judge, about whom we have talked the entire, basically, first 47 minutes of this show. And that will continue. Bubba just asked a great question in today's edition of Who You Got, which is what is one rule change you'd be in favor of in sports? So, Bubba, I have two. My first thought was, as a lifelong lover of the game of basketball, I believe that the the game has become too reliant on the three-point shot. Sure. So my first idea was that maybe you limit the number of threes a team can take in a game, which doesn't mean you stop allowing them to shoot from wherever they want, 
but that only up to a certain number do they count as three, which means you could, I don't know, what, what would be a very high number of threes? 23, 24, something like that in a game that a team might make. And then after that, those shots would just count for two the rest of the way. But that seems convoluted and complicated and probably not such a good idea. So the only other way to do it, Hembo suggests, is that we eliminate the corner three. Give me an idea of what the arc would look like. The arc would look like, instead of it, it sort of wrapping around to the baseline, it would connect to like sort of the middle of the bench area. Yeah. So, I mean, th- you wouldn't change the court at all. You would just connect the, the arc to like halfway down, like sort of where the players sit, I guess. And so anything from the very corner would just count as two, no matter how far it was. Because that shot is too easy. And sure. It, it is like replaced the layup as the shot every team is trying to mm-hmm. get. So that seemed reasonable. And then there was something else that we once suggested on the show, Bubba, from baseball, which is I am... Uh, I believe that one of the things the sport misses the most and that isn't coming back, despite all of the good rule changes they're putting in next year, is the dominant starter and the starter pitching more than five innings in a game. So one of the ideas I had was, as we install the universal designated hitter, that we tie that designated hitter to the starting pitcher, which is to say your team loses your DH when their starting pitcher comes out of the game. Now, I know what you're going to say. What if the starting pitcher gets hurt? What I would say is my rule would not apply until you go through the lineup once. So if your team has batted, if everyone on your team has batted, if a pitcher gets hurt in the second inning and you have to replace him, then you don't have to take out your DH until you change whoever comes in for that guy. But, and that, that should alleviate that problem. If your pitcher gets hurt in the fourth or fifth inning, well, then so be it. He wasn't going to last much longer than that anyway. So I would consider tying the designated hitter to the length of the starting pitcher's start. Of those two ideas, Hemba, which one do you like better? I like the second one. I was actually doing some research for a playoff series that I'm working, and the, the broadcaster I'm working with asked me, what percentage of outs or innings are taken up by starters now in the postseason? I was amazed to see the number. I'm going to ask you that question. What percentage of outs do you believe starting pitchers got last postseason? So if there are 27 outs in most games, some of them only involve 24 outs. So let's just use the number 26 as the average number of outs in a game. The question is, do, did the starting pitchers get 13 a game? And I'm going to say the answer is no. I'm going to say it's less than that. So I'm going to say that it's under 50%. You're correct. It is 44.9% between Mm. 11 and 12 outs per game. In the whole history of baseball, it had never happened once. And then in 2020, it was less than 50. And in 2021, it was less than 50. That is a remarkably small number. Hey, Nuno, did you notice how casually Uh Bubba, uh I mean, uh, Hambo snuck in there, the series I'm working Uh this weekend? uh And and the guy, and he doesn't mention the announcer he's working with like we're not going to know who it is like are you not supposed to say Boog Shambi's name for some reason (laughs) no I I don't know why I decided to do this so anonymously and weirdly I'm doing a role that's called talent probably because it's you that's why yeah Yeah, I I do weird I do everything badly um I'm doing this role called talent stats for the uh, Guardians Rays playoff series this weekend Boog Shambi's on the mic uh Doug Glanville's doing the play-by-play I'm going to be right there in the booth with them doing a bunch of research but he happened to ask me in advance like 
this is a trend that's happening right now, and I couldn't believe <laughs> nine out of twenty outs in the playoffs and uh, so last year was made by starters. I, I get it. So when the, this said announcer says this on air, you want people to know it came from you. Th- this is going to be about me. The Guardians race series. Like I'm, I'm going to just do the thing. Like my friend once said about my career, no one has ever done more with less fame <laughs> than I have. And I think he's absolutely right. So Rays, uh, the, the Rays play the Guardians. Winner of that gets the Yankees. Mariners play the Blue Jays. Winner of that gets the Astros. National League side Mets play the Padres. Winner of that gets the Dodgers. Cardinals play the Phillies. Winner of that gets the Braves. That's the way the playoff bracket shapes up. Uh, all right, Greeny with you here. We are brought to you by FanDuel Sportsbook. Make every moment more. Buster's going to jump in here. I didn't get a chance. So I'm going to carry this tease over. I apologize because I know usually people want to hear that paid off. But I have a really fascinating statistic. Something that is going to happen in the NFL this weekend that has not happened in 101 years. You'll hear what it is, I promise, next. Thanks for listening to Greeny the Podcast. You can listen live each weekday morning at 10 Eastern on ESPN Radio and see it with the video on ESPN+. Plus. Also catch Greeny on Get Up weekday mornings at 8 on ESPN and also available wherever you get your podcast.